Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yo, what is up? Everybody, dude, I did not die, contrary to popular belief, it was all over the fucking news, I didn't die in Nashville, I was just, uh, (laughs) surprise, surprise, I was just way too fucked up to do a podcast, um, I think I woke up Friday morning and we were watching this game show on Netflix, and uh i don't even know what was going on but you know still recovering from the night before and then somebody just hands me a beer and the peer pressured fuck that i am just kidding there was no peer pressure it was all willingness to start over again because i didn't want to experience the hangover so i started drinking again on friday and then dude i shit you not there were so many drinks going around and so much shit going on that uh, I fucking forgot. I forgot that I even had a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Needless to say, it was a great time in Nashville. Um, and then the reason, you know, because sometimes if I skip a Friday, I'll do a Saturday. The reason that didn't happen was because I thought I was going to die on Saturday. That was the reason. I'm pretty sure I was about an inch from death. It was the worst hangover I've ever had in my life, coupled with some news um, that made me have to go home early. So I I came home Saturday instead of Sunday, but maybe it was the heavens telling me, dude, you're this close to death already. Do you really want to push it? So I fucking came home saturday night about five o'clock or so but dude i for whatever reason i was feeling like shit in the morning and i kept drinking gatorade and nothing was happening and i felt worse and worse and then i was like all right it's nine thirty in the morning let me go to the airport now and fucking suffer for a good 10 hours <laughs> until my flight leaves Oh my god, dude, it was so horrible. And I got, there was one point, I don't know what was going on with me. Maybe a doctor can diagnose this. Um, But there was one point, I was at the airport, probably about five hours in. So, you know, it's about 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I can stand up. My equilibrium was all fucked up. I had such low blood sugar, even though I was chugging Gatorades. I had, like, no electrolytes in my system. I could feel it. It's like, if I could have gone to the hospital and gotten one of those fucking banana bags, you know, the electrolyte things that they serve there. (laughs) That they serve there. Yeah. Um... You know, when you're at the hospital 
and your waitress comes over and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll just take a, um, I'll take a banana bag and two medical marijuanos. And you say it just like that. Um, it was kind of a situation like that. I was like, dude, I had to like rest up against the wall. And uh, I went about 20 minutes after that. I gathered up the courage to go get a lemonade. <laughs> this is how bad it was, dude. I had to gather courage to get a sugary drink um, that was about 20 feet away from me. And fucking guzzled that, dude. And then I was thinking, oh, fuck, I didn't take any of my Imodium shit. So literally, I might shit myself, you know, out of just anxiety. Because you know me, public transportation, automatic poop going on. Um, luckily that didn't happen though, because, you know, I was so fucking out of it. I was like, dude, I'm not digging in my bag for that. I'm just not. Even though it would have taken about five seconds. Um, and then, okay. So I'm like, I feel better after the, the sugar induced rush that I got from the lemonade. And I'm like, all right, I think I can stand up. And I stood up a little too fast and I, dude, I thought I was going to faint for a second. Is this the most dramatic hangover story you've ever heard? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my. The shit. I did this all to myself. There's, like, no one to blame. Um. So, yeah, I gather my wits about me. And then this is me, you know, I paid a little extra to get priority boarding so I got right on the plane and got my seat and just praying just praying that the person next to me isn't a talker and uh lo and behold I can see this guy's face we lock eyes and I'm like oh fuck he's coming right to the seat next to me and the first thing he does is just start talking to me uh, where are you from? What's going on? How's it going? What'd you do this weekend? You know, all that shit. And uh, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like one of those fucking days from hell, isn't it? Isn't it the biggest first world problem experience that I'm laying out right now? Oh, my flight home from Bachelor Weekend. It was a little bit hard because uh, I had so much alcohol uh, on my day off the day before that... Uh, I couldn't really function. Like, how much of a first world fucking <laughs> degenerate story is that? Anyway, the guy sits next to me. He starts talking my ear off, and I'm like, oh, my God. How do I tell this guy politely without even saying anything that I can't talk and that I don't want to talk? Because I might either shit my pants or throw up. I'm not really sure. I'm in between. Or faint. Can you imagine that trifecta? You shit your pants, you throw up, and then you just faint. And everybody's kind of just looking around like, did that just happen? Anyway, he starts talking to me. Yes, we get it. He's talking to you. Uh, puts his bag up. And uh, I, he has the Kentucky Derby on his phone. And I realize, oh shit, the Kentucky Derby's going on. And uh, thank God 
for the Kentucky Derby because that dude shut up because he loves horse racing. He shut up for about a half hour while we were on the tarmac and shit, getting ready to ta- to taxi and take off. And uh, he must have read my very subliminal fucking, um, what do you call that, nonverbal cues which was basically me turning my head and looking out the window the entire time he was talking. <laughs> so those subtle nonverbal cues coupled with the fact that uh, we had just watched the race and now we had to like turn our phones off and shit and get ready to take off. He finally... Um, he finally laid to rest uh, any kind of talking... And he was actually pretty cool, man. I think he just wanted to talk for the first few minutes. He was excited about the derby. Big horse guy. Looked like a horse. Had a fucking horse cock. <laughs> but dude, oh no, I just remembered... Speaking of horse cock, I just remembered uh, this one guy. <laughs> this has nothing to do with his wiener. But I, I remember him... He like about forty five minutes into the flight, one of the he's one of the first people to get up and go to the bathroom. And I notice he's like, I'm in row one, so I notice he's like stumbling up there, and there's like this kind of weird little cockpit or what do you call that fuselage control control system, <laughs> um, where you can kind of see like. I guess the flight attendants can see, like, what's going on and what bathrooms are occupied and shit. And it's just, like, a display screen. It's not, like, a touch screen or anything like that. This guy goes up to it starts, like, fucking touching it like a retard. Like, I'm... The guy... Me and fucking Kentucky Derby Horsecock, dude, are looking at this guy, and we're looking at each other like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's just standing there for, like, five minutes touching the screen. I guess the flight attendant noticed... She came up to him. She's like, sir, you know, one of those, sir, sir, sir. Like it gradually grew to concern (laughs) in the way that she was saying, sir. And uh, she was eventually like, sir, like you can't touch that. (laughs) And the guy next to me is like, yeah, uh, I think he might have like, if he would have stayed there, he might have inadvertently opened the fucking hatch or whatever, and we all would have got sucked out of the fucking plane. But anyway, he makes it into the bathroom. <sighs> and, uh, you know, everything's normal for about five minutes. And he comes out a good six minutes later and uh stumbles out again and i see because he's facing the other 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 direction now um that his left arm has a giant fucking like he just like scraped it on the concrete on his way over like he just fell you know like arms flailing face first into the concrete right before he went to the airport it's like there's an absolute huge bloody fucking still kind of bloody scab on his fucking left arm and i was like dude you know this is why i pay a little extra i'm telling you man you have to do it this is the fucking reason right here why i pay a little extra so that 
I don't have to sit next to, at least. I'm on the same plane as him. I mean, that can't be helped. But at least I don't have to sit next to that dude. <laughs> Can you imagine on a, like a, even like a one-hour flight, fucking can't even put your right elbow on the armrest because you're so afraid of getting AIDS from the dude next to you. It's like, no, AIDS is not for me, all right? I abstain from AIDS. And, dude, I, I swear to God, I was hungover. I got into town about 8.30. I was hungover um, from 8 a.m. that morning until about 11.30 at night because I had a glass of wine as soon as I got home and had a fucking decent meal. But Jesus, dude. Jesus Christ. Bachelor parties, huh? Huh? And, uh, dude, I got locked out, man. I was, like, the third guy there. They both, they were both pretty nice dudes, meaning, you know, they could have gotten both the king beds and then kind of left us all with the scraps, but they were really cool dudes, and they, they took the bunk beds downstairs, man. Fucking champs, dude. I won't say their names, because, you know... That could get world famous. After the two-week Matty J podcast hiatus and how big this fucking episode is going to be. <laughs> I don't want to put them out there like that. Uh, but yeah, so of course I come in. There's three king beds available still. And they're just like kind of convincing me like, yeah, dude, just take one. Who cares, man? Just take one. So I'm like, I'm not usually that guy. I'm usually... You guys, I usually fucking, not to toot my own horn, but I usually put myself in, you know, the worst space so I know somebody else doesn't have to get it. So I was like, fuck it, dude. I will take the king. And uh, I slept on the king bed all weekend. I won't really say slept. By sleep, I mean fucking drunk-infused fucking paranoia anxiety sleep the great sleep we all get after a night of getting hammered a thousand miles away from home <laughs> but dude all i gotta say all in all nashville was a pretty cool town um from what i remember we were scootering all around and shit dude there's nothing better if you're in some kind of downtown area um even if it's your if it's your hometown and you kind of just want to like not walk and you don't really want to drive and you don't want to uber just take a fucking bird or uber scooter or lime scooter man shit is awesome i know matt welcome to fucking 2016 we know well i just discovered so i thought it was pretty great um great way to get around downtown i wouldn't recommend for like you know if you got to go like three or four miles the constant like on the road might get a little annoying <laughs> as you hit every bump. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty cool. If you need to go like a mile or less, highly recommend it. Anyway, dude, it's been so long. So much to say. Fucking two weeks of not pouring my fucking anxiety riddled fucking 
thoughts out into the ether has really uh has really taken its toll i can feel myself relaxing now just kidding Uh, that is not me unzipping my pants. Anyway, um, what's going on with you? It's been two fucking weeks. I feel like I haven't talked. Any- this was a weird week, you know? I got back Saturday night and then go right back to work Monday. Feeling like I'm all cross-eyed. Wee. Dude, great fucking news about this weekend. BMAS coming to town beam ass for one night and one night only staying at the maddie j abode gonna show him the podcast studio uh aka the dark closet in a one-bedroom apartment in orlando florida but dude uh looking forward to seeing him i'm probably gonna get roasted him and my wife probably just gonna roast me like the entire night and i'm fucking awesome with it because it's being ass, dude. You've heard him on here. All he does is fucking... <laughs> those little one-liners, man. Those little quips. Uh, and he'll get you. You gotta mind your P's and Q's around BMAS. But yeah, dude. I gotta fucking... This month is just turning out to be one of the greatest months of all time. Fucking Nashville. BMAS. Then uh, I'm actually heading home for a wedding next week. So, dude, all right, let me, I've learned from my mistakes, okay? I'm not going to promise a Friday podcast next week. I just can't do that to you. It's not fair to you, and it's not fair to me to put that kind of pressure on myself to do it. Although I'll be sober enough to understand that I need to do it, unlike last week. Um... My friend's getting married on Friday, so I highly doubt that I'll be able to do a podcast then, but I'm going to try to sneak one in on Saturday at my fucking dad's house. <laughs> or maybe we can go and meet some friends and do a Saturday afternoon podcast. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I'm going home, going to Balmer next weekend to uh, send one of my friends off to the abyss that we call marriage that's one thing i never really got um and i'm not just saying this because my wife sometimes listens um but really like the people who are just fucking trashing marriage who are married i never got that it's like why are you trying to fucking you know when you're having just a fucking great time and somebody's got to make that one remark and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be having such a great time. It's like, dude, why you got to make people overthink shit? So what if it's the rest of your life? Don't overthink it. Just fucking do it. That's what I say. Uh, and so far, it's turned out great for me. It's like, like there's got to be a willingness to want to get married. But at the same time, like you can't, like, why are you listening to people who are miserable tell you to not do something because they're miserable? You can put your own whatever you want into it. You can put your own fucking energy into it and make it great. Don't fucking listen to people who tell you not to get married 
First of all, the tax benefits are amazing. Second of all, you get your needs. <laughs> How do I say this? <laughs> I think you know where I'm going. The needs are met on a regular basis. You know, you got companionship. You can get a dog, you know, and you're not the sole proprietor of the, the dog. You know, somebody else can take care of it if you just want to be irresponsible and get drunk one night. And although I won't guarantee you that that will lead to a, a happy, blissful life. But um, the last point is you get to have kids, dude. What's better than having kids? I'll tell you what's better. Nothing. <laughs> That's my sales pitch for marriage. Um, but yeah, I never understood the whole like, oh, life sentence, dude. I don't know if I'd do that if I were you, man. You sure you want to do this? Is she really? Come on, dude. Her? Like, is she really the, like, Why? Shut the fuck up. If you have reservations about somebody getting married, it's got to be real bad. Like, like a Amber Heard poops on Johnny Depp's bed kind of story. Where like, okay, dude, she pooped on your bed. You can't marry this girl. It's got to be that bad. Otherwise, keep your fucking mouth shut and uh, let your friend be happy, okay? And if you're already married and you're miserable, don't fucking unload that on other people. Go to fucking counseling or do what I do. Drink beers, get obliterated, and watch Ray Lewis videos, and then uh, wake up the next day with crippling anxiety. That way you're so focused on your anxiety, anxiety that you forget that your marriage sucks. Oh, anyway, cheers. I'm drinking a, uh, okay, it's a Florida beer. Well, I didn't think that. I didn't think that being the name as is uh, Key Lime beer. I didn't think it was made in Florida. Um, but yes, it's brewed in Florida. It's Florida's craft beer, and it's called uh, Wheat Ale Key Lime by, uh, who's it by? Let me set you guys down here sure you're very interested who is this by big storm brewing company okay all right it's uh i've had a couple of sips but i haven't really given it the full-on taste yet so let's get that going now i want to preface this by saying my wife absolutely hates this beer um for me it tastes like uh, watered-down Longhorn of... What's that, what's that beer called? Watered-down Landshark with too much lime in it. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. Watered-down Landshark with a little too much lime. It's not bad, though. It's not bad. It's got a little saltiness at the end there. Which, um, I don't know, if you're drinking outside and <clears throat> you're drinking one of those tall boy cans and you have, like, that salty kind of beer, those last two or three warm sips at the bottom, God, is there anything worse than that? 
marriage. No, just kidding. But is there anything worse than fucking those last two or three? I just fucking dump it out, dude. Or I just don't drink it. You know, you might say, well, there's fucking starving North Koreans who would love to have that ounce of beer that you're throwing away. Well, what am I going to do? You know, ship it to North Korea? I wouldn't even know what, how do they do a, do they have a postal service? You know, those people always say they're starving kids and blah, blah. Well, what do I do with this plate of food that I'm throwing away? Do you want me to send that overseas to them? Never understood that fucking argument. Anyway, um, fucking, what else? Dude, the draft fucking happened, dude. Oh my God, there's been a lot of shit. That has happened. Uh, I only talked to you after night one, I think. But we ended up stacking our uh, D-line. Fucking, I thought I loved our draft. I really did. The only thing I didn't understand was the round where we got two tight ends. I didn't really get that, but I'm sure there's a plan. Maybe we're hoping to flip one of them around for like a draft pick next year. I'm not sure. Um... Have a feeling that's what it is. Like Eric DaCosta's, like, um, you know, whichever one is the better one. Obviously, we're gonna take, and hopefully, we can get the other one in a, enough preseason games where they have enough tape, where another team will be interested and kind of trade and offer us a fifth or sixth round draft pick next year, or something like that. Who knows? Um. That was the only baffling, head-scratching move that I thought... I thought the punter move was fucking great. Dude, Sam Cook is like... Our punter is like 36, 37 years old. He's like on the outs. And uh, this guy was one of the best punters in college. So, obviously, because he's getting drafted. So, uh, I'm all for it. You know, it's going to be a position of need... And it's one of those positions where if you have a really shitty punter, um, you only notice it until unless you only notice it if he's really shitty. If you have a great punter, you hardly ever fucking notice him. And uh, I can't tell you the last time I thought about Sam Cook unless he was throwing a touchdown pass, which he has done. Um, hopefully this guy can throw fucking fake punts fourth down conversions and touchdowns that'd be awesome but yeah i love the pick there and uh there's a fucking million guys who do this exact same thing but all i want to say is watch them if you really want in-depth analysis but i thought our draft was fucking great the center we got i'm so pumped about him as roger goodell would say lindenbaum uh really like our uh we got an outside edge guy and we got a big fucking offensive lineman so i'm pretty pumped offensive lines now better defensive lines now better and uh i think we're just gonna go out and get a uh free agent wide receiver probably if anybody fucking wants to come because that's a new thing everybody in the media is saying Wide receivers aren't going to want to come to Baltimore. The run first offense. Dude, if you pay somebody enough money, they'll fucking come for a year. All right? Especially if they we they think we have a chance of winning a soup bow. But, yeah, man.
pumped about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Like I said, there's a million fucking draft podcasts and schedule release. If you watch the schedule release, just kill yourself. <laughs> In the most humane terms possible. Like, why would why would you do that? Are you that bored? Go fucking... Literally, just go fly a kite. It'd probably be more fun. Like, I don't understand. ESPN had this thing, like... Uh, the schedule release. 8 p.m. Eastern. And fucking three hours before, everybody's leaking the schedule release anyway. So what's the fucking point? Or you could just go to bed like a normal person, wake up the next day, and just look at the schedule and go, hmm, okay. Because you have no fucking clue... Um, unless, like, your team's playing in London or Mexico City, like, you have no fucking clue how the games are going to turn out and, like, what kind of atmosphere there's going to be. There's no fucking telling. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't already <laughs> killed yourself, <laughs> I'm sorry if you watched it. Um, but, yeah, I just can't imagine a worse way to spend a Thursday night um, says the guy who spent last Thursday night getting absolutely obliterated uh, like he was in college. Anyways, cheers, folks. Got a couple recommendations as far as movies go. Um... My wife and I have been on, probably for the last few months, been on a fucking action kick, dude. Action kick. And uh, we can't get enough foreign action movies. So I don't really have a particular title. But if you Google foreign action films, man, I think we did that a couple weeks ago and we picked one of the first ones that came up. Fucking great. Uh, About this guy who was in England. I love how I don't know the title. I'm going to keep going. Guy in England, don't really know his story, goes into a pub, and then you learn his backstory where he was in prison and fucking pretty much just beat up or killed everyone. So, pretty awesome. Or should I say, pretty fucking awesome. That's how it was the whole movie. Drink a point. It's a fucking great movie. So, yeah, if you're ever bored, like, it's really kind of revived my... Um, insane interest um, in movies like I used to fucking watch movies all the time but I haven't probably 15 last time I was really into movies was fucking when the Batman series was out like the Christian Bale like the first couple was that like 15 years ago um, no actually it was like 7 years ago alright well it was a long time ago so back off and, uh, yeah, it's really the last time I was in. But this is kind of reviving that because it's just been purely documentary-based for me for a long time. So do yourself a favor. Just Google foreign action films. You won't be disappointed. We saw another one where this guy accidentally killed someone in France. And uh, he was a cop, so he was trying to hide it from the other cops investigating pretty fucking awesome uh hold on let me ask my wife if she remembers the title of that one that was a good one 
what was the title of the French movie we watched where the guy, uh, how do I say this? The cop guy, he was trying to hide it from the other cops. Um, ah! uh, Don't worry, the whole world's just listening. Well, it's, a, it's an adaptation of, a, I believe, Korean film. Oh. Uh, okay. It's an adaptation of a Korean film. So, uh, go ahead and Google that too because i don't fucking know see what i do on this podcast is i tell you um the things you should be looking out for i just don't name them by name i just kind of just say hey you should look out for this movie with this dude and you're just supposed to find it i love the recommendations on this podcast if i was listening i'd fucking be taking notes yeah dude this is uh like I said, it's great to be fucking back. This beer really does suck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink it. You know, I want the Florida beers to be good so badly. I just haven't found a good one yet. Um, surprisingly, Kansas City has been kicking ass with every beer I've tried. Um, so, yeah, keep it up, Kansas City. Uh, so far, i not found a really great Florida beer. The best I've found, and it's really not even that great, is a Cigar City Brewing Company, Florida Man IPA. Not okay. I think you can pretty much find it anywhere. Um, Cigar City is a pretty big brand, but uh, that's that's the best. Then that's not good. That's the best Florida has offered. And uh, that's the best I have to offer because I had a crazy fucking week. It's extremely sunny and hot right now, yet it's pouring down rain. Lightning going on, oh we People, gators flying away. (laughs) Dude, can you imagine a gator could fly away? We'd all be fucked. Anyway, uh, have a nice weekend. I should leave you there. Um, I will try to talk next week. Like I said, it's going to be tight to fit yous, fit yous all in a woody when I'm uh, at a wedding. Maybe I can sneak in the bathroom. Why would I have to sneak in the bathroom? Wouldn't I just go to the bathroom and no one would say anything? Or would it just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I'm going to the bathroom. Don't fucking go in here. Do you have a reason to be in here? I got a shit. Well, that's not a fucking reason to me. Go back out there and shit your goddamn pants. Well, barring that happening, maybe I could could uh, go to the bathroom and uh, do a podcast from there. Anyway, um, the the movie that I wanted to recommend, the French one, really good movie. It's called Restless on Netflix. Check it out. Thank you to my wife who just provided me See, I told you we need a stat boy. My stat girl just provided me with uh, the name of the movie. So if you want to check it out, um, a Maddie J favorite so far in the foreign action category. It's called Restless. <coughs> Restless on uh, Netflix. A Korean adaptation uh, made by the French. You know the French always make good stuff. Anyway, uh, have a nice weekend.
dude. Everton, don't get my fucking hopes up, Everton. Sitting in 16th now after a fucking run of form you wouldn't believe. Beat Man U, beat Chelsea, beat Leicester, tied Watford, the worst team. (laughs) This team's so unpredictable. Anyway, have a good weekend watching them, and I'll try to talk to you guys next week. Take care over here. Don't do anything the good Lord wouldn't do.